I want to introduce a couple to you. They are married, and they are very young, and it's, it's a couple that you probably know, uh, just haven't seen them in this, um, I don't know, in this light maybe before. And instead of bringing them out on stage, I, I want to show you a picture. So here we go. That's a picture of Donna and me on our wedding day. Yeah, yeah, I can watch you. You're looking at me and looking at that, and you're looking at me and looking at that, and you're like, are you sure? Are you sure, man? Because, yeah, the hair is gone. See, see what happened. Well, see, 90210 was going on then. That, that explains that hair. But since then, we've survived two, uh, two, two teenage daughters. And so that does this and grays this part just a little bit. And church members, I forgot that. Yeah, that, that really, anyway, yeah. It happens. But, you know, as, as, as beautiful as that picture is and as adorable, I mean, we're so adorbs. I mean, that is awesome. Um, we were clueless. So clueless. Isn't that true? You look back on your wedding photos if you're married or when you first met, and you're like, we didn't have a clue. And if someone would have tried to tell us what we would have faced, and the next, this summer would be 25 years, I would have never believed you. And I've been like, man, why, why are you, oh, you're clapping? Uh, great. Save it. It's not till this summer. I'll remind you then. Um, but thank you. I would have been like, man, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And why are you trying to bum me out on my wedding day? Because I, I don't, you know, we couldn't have handled it. We had no idea. You have no idea what you're going to face. We would have had no idea the, the tragedy we would have endured. The accidents we would have seen and experienced. The, the death that we would have worked through, sickness, years of financial strain and hardship, the brokenness, the challenge, the hurt, the kind of stuff that many couples call it quits over, many marriages end over. And trust me, we've had many opportunities through the years to throw in the towel. But by the grace of God, here we are almost 25 years later. Better than ever. If you would have told me, if you would have told me that 25 years from now, Jonathan, you're going to love each other more now than you do on your wedding day, I would have been like, I don't think that's possible. I mean, look at her. Look at us, right? We're, we're amazing. And, and now, better than ever. Now, I don't tell you this to brag. I'm not telling you this to say, look at us, look at us, we got it figured out. No, because we don't have it figured out and we're still learning and we're still growing and we're still getting better. But here's why I tell you this, because I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about when I tell you that it is possible and worth it to stand together as one in your marriage no matter what life throws at you. It is possible and it is worth it. In the next few moments, I'm going to be talking to you that are married. And I'm going to be talking to you that one day will be married or might be married. But in no way, shape, or form am I trying to add guilt or shame to anything that's happened in your past, in your relationships. What I want to do is help you. And I want to give you hope. Hope for today and hope for the future. And like we've talked about in this whole series, even if you're not married, this is going to be something, these principles are something you can apply to any meaningful relationship. Whether you're Christian or not, these things are just true. And I want to give you some hope and help. 
There is a strong cultural message coming from culture to us that makes what I'm talking about very difficult, that makes standing together, right, no matter what, through thick and thin kind of thing, very, very challenging. And it's this message that culture sends to us, that marriage is disposable. And when you see marriage as disposable, then as soon as it gets too difficult, you can tap out. When you see marriage as disposable, then just as soon as it's not working for you anymore, or just as soon as you experience something you didn't expect, or you hear people say it all the time, I didn't sign up for this, well, welcome to marriage. Then you tap out, right? When you see marriage as disposable, then you can use it and then toss it when you're done with it. The problem with that message is that it makes it very difficult for us in this culture to, to say, you know what? No matter what, no matter what. But the other problem with it is that it's the exact opposite of what Jesus teaches. Jesus was so clear, he was uncomfortably clear when he said what he said about marriage, and we've seen it already in the first couple of weeks of the series, and we're going to go a little bit further today, but Jesus saw marriage as spiritual. Now, I'll explain what this is about, and it'll be real clear here in a few minutes, but, but marriage is anything but disposable. Marriage is spiritual. It's spiritual because it, it involves two human beings, and human beings are spiritual. Even if you're not religious, you are a spiritual being because you have a spirit, you have a soul. Get that. Even if you don't consider yourself a religious, I'm, a, I'm not a Christian, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not quite you know, familiar with all that stuff, you know, I'm, ju I'm just me. Well, you're still a spiritual you. Just because this kind of stuff is, is not the kind of way you talk doesn't mean it's not true. It's two human beings makes marriage spiritual. Add to that God. God is always involved in every marriage, spiritual. And this is going to sound a little freaky, and we'll, I'll explain it here in a minute, but Satan's involved in your marriage as well. It, it just, it's just spiritual. It's spiritual. And the reason we should pay such close attention to what Jesus says about marriage is because we are Christians first. Before we are husband and wife, we are Christians. Before we are married, we are followers of Jesus. We are Christians first. That means anything Jesus said about anything, even relationships, and for our purposes, specifically marriage, should be immensely important to us. Marriage is spiritual. And again, if you're not a Christian, these, these things still will work for you. You just need to know that for Christians, these are non-negotiables. So let's look at what God tells us as Christians about relationships, about marriage. And what he says to us about relationships is especially true for the most important relationships on the planet, which is husband or wife or marriage. And so we're going to pick up kind of where we left off last week and kind of broaden it a little bit. What we've been looking at is Paul, the apostle in the first century, a guy that was anti-Jesus, who was anti-God, and was actually like the, the villain of Christianity in the first century, at least the early part of the first century, met Jesus face to face and became thoroughly convinced that he was the Messiah, that he is the Savior of the world, and began following Jesus and, be, and began helping so many others do the same. Fascinating story. Well, Paul is writing to a, a lot of Christians, helping them learn how to do relationships as followers of Jesus, how Jesus would have us do our relationships, and specifically applying that to marriage. 
And we saw last week this whole you before me thing. This is what the word submit means and imagine. If you missed that, go back and catch it. Because imagine if, if you before me was the way things were. Imagine if that was the rule that ruled your marriage. You before me. No, you before me. No, you before me. Imagine if that was the rule that ruled your family. If that was the rule that ruled all your relationships, man, wouldn't things be different? But what I want to do is it's kind of look at some of the other things he said about relationships right before that section that we saw last week and right after that section because all of this applies to our relationships and specifically our marriages. So let's look at this. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Make every effort, every effort in your relationships, in your marriage, every effort. Most of the time, divorce happens because they didn't make every effort. Oh, I know, I know you did. I know you did. Right? That's what everybody says, right? Oh, I tried everything. I tried everything. Very seldom have we tried everything. Every effort. Every effort. Again, this is not about guilt. This is not about shame of the past. I'm trying to help you from this day on. From this day on. Every effort. To bind yourselves together. That's standing arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, back to back. Here we go. We're together. We're on the same page. We're going to bind ourselves together in peace. Why is it so important? Why is it so important for us to do this? All right, Paul's getting ready to explain this. He's getting ready to explain something that is so very important. It's going to sound a little odd, a little weird, especially if you're not a a Christian, but I'll explain it. He, He explains something that makes this so vitally important. He says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. The devil? The devil? I thought this was about relationships. Yep. I thought this was about marriage. Yep. Put on all of God's armor. Now, I don't have time to get into this whole uh, what all of God's armor is kind of thing. We could do a whole series just on this, and maybe sometime we will. But let me just kind of list for you the things he's talking about. He's talking about things like truth and goodness and peace and faith and God's word and God's spirit. These are the things that help you bind yourselves together, united. peace. But check this next part out. All the strategies of the devil. Strategies. You know what that word tells us? I mean, Satan has a strategy for your relationship, for your marriage. That means he's sitting around watching you, thinking, and coming up with a plan. This is how I can take them down. This is how I can get this relationship. This is how I can frustrate this marriage to the point of extinction. He has a strategy. Now, that's not, that's not supposed to freak you out, even though it is a little weird and it is uncomfortable. That's not to make you fearful. It's only to make you aware. He goes on and explains it. For we, and this we, you need to think our relationships, okay? And if you're married, you need to think Marriage. If you're dating, you're engaged, and one day you're going to be married, you need to think marriage. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. What? Against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places? (laughs) Now, again, if you're not a Christian, you're like, that's it. I'm out of here. It just got weird. I knew it. It would happen sooner or later. Yeah, 
I, I get it, I get it, I get it, but here's the deal. Just because you and I don't like this stuff doesn't change it. Right? And just because you don't believe in something doesn't make it go away. Right? I'm always surprised. Well, I don't believe in that. Okay, that's convenient. It doesn't make it any less real. I don't believe in gravity. Ah! Right? It doesn't change it. Marriage is spiritual. It involves two human beings, God and Satan, is at work as well. Not to make you fearful. You don't need to know this so that you're afraid. You need to know this so that you can become aware. And that in all situations, you need to know this. That your job and my job, and what he's telling us this for, is so that we will stand together as one, husband and wife. Stand together as one, knowing this is spiritual. Your marriage is spiritual. Your relationship is spiritual. It involves you and her and you and him and y'all have a spirit. It involves God. It involves Satan. This is spiritual. You see, remember that the context of all the universe is really a battle between good and evil. That's how it got started. This whole thing got started, God versus Satan, way before you and I got here. Good versus evil. And it's always been a battle about good versus evil. All throughout history, good versus evil. And here you are, you get married, and the context in which you get married is good versus evil. And you're caught up in the middle of that battle. You need to know that. Here's what this means. I got some really good news for you, okay? Listen, this is why this is so good. You know what this means? This, this means your husband is not the real enemy. <laughs> right? This means your wife is not the real enemy. You have an enemy, but you did not marry your enemy. And who you married has not become your enemy. The real enemy is the evil one himself. And, and this should clarify so much. This should help in your marriage and your relationship so much. You know what this means? This means when you and I put ourselves in the enemy position with each other, we're getting played by the real enemy. I want you to let that sink in. Some of you are fighting right now. Well, not like right now. You called a truce to come in here and pretend. Thank you. We appreciate that. Okay? I don't want to know it. All right? But some of you are like in an argument, and some of you fight all the time. It's just, here's the deal. You're getting played. Satan has a strategy to take you down, and he is loving the fact that his plan is coming to fruition, and, and he's using all this stuff just to, just to tear you down. You're getting played. And if you would look at each other and say, hey, wait, time out. Do you know what's really going on here? This is not about what you said, and it's not about just what I said, and it's not about what you did and I did. There's a bigger picture here. We're getting played. We're getting used. Let's stop getting played. Let's stop getting used, and let's stand together as one, knowing this is spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you, I know what you're thinking. I'd be thinking the same thing. Are you saying everything is Satan? Are you saying that everything that goes wrong is Satan? No, I'm not saying that. Right? I hate it when people do that. You know, I, I was running behind. I was going to work, and the light turned red. That must be Satan. No. It's electricity. <laughs> and the color red. There's a timer on it. <coughs> right? 
Oh, my team lost. I know that Satan trying to discourage me. No, your team just lost. They didn't score enough points. That's all that is, right? I'm not saying that Satan <laughs> causes everything, because he certainly does not. However, listen very carefully. Satan does use anything, anything, even a red light, even something as trivial as a ball game. He'll use anything he can to get you sideways. Anything he can to kind of get his foot in the door there. Anything. And you'll be getting played before you know it. He uses life pressures of jobs and schedules and money. And boy, did you think about it? No, Satan didn't cause your necessarily your air conditioning to break, thousands of dollars of repair. However, He'll certainly use it to his advantage in his strategy to come at your marriage. Satan will use circumstances, sickness, and health. You say, oh, you're sick. That's Satan. No, 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 no. That's because you caught a virus. But he'll certainly use it. Certainly use it to discourage you. Right? Life circumstances of tragedy and accidents. You know, this Satan will use people. Oh, this is a huge one. This may be one of the biggest. Satan uses people. He will use that other man that you're not married to at your office. He will use that other woman you're not married to down the street. Satan will use your own family to tear apart your marriage. Now, somebody just had an aha moment, and you're thinking, well, that explains your mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Hey, 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 if you're married and your parents, listen very carefully. Satan will use your children. He'll use that precious three-month-old, the screaming all night, sleepless nights. You lose your mind after a while. You ain't gotten to sleep, right? That, that two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old that's wearing you out at elementary school. Lord knows that middle school and high schooler. All that drama, right? Yeah, yeah that, that college student, yeah. That adult child, you're like, come on. He'll use it. Tear apart your marriage. You, you, you understand? You know what I'm telling you is? The devil getting them kids. <laughs> oh, not my angel, not my angel. Oh, well, see, demons are angels too, just different. <laughs> Seriously. And Satan will use you. I'm telling you, he'll use anything. That's why. That's why it's so important to make every effort, every effort to bind yourselves together in unity, in peace, knowing, knowing. You stand together as one, knowing this is spiritual. Here's another way to put it. I want to put it another way to make it a little bit more practical for you, a way that I think you can kind of get your mind around and, and make it something that you can adopt as an attitude and even something to say to one another and, and live out. And I think this helps. It helps me to kind of, let's, let's put the cookies on the bottom shelf because I don't like to reach very high for stuff. I want to remind you of something you already know. You already know it. I know you know it because you vowed it. You vowed it on your wedding day. But it's something that easily gets lost and forgotten and covered up with the layers of life. And life happens. It always happens eventually. 
This is what you know, and this is what you need to proclaim to each other and, and adopt as your motto, your attitude, your strategy. It's you and me, no matter what. It's you and me, no matter what. To your husband, to your wife, it's you and me, babe, no matter what. No matter what. And that's going to take hard work and it'll take the help of God. But it is so possible. You and me. Regardless of what life throws at us, regardless of how Satan tries to, to tear us down using all these things around us, it is you and me, no matter what. Listen, if you're about to get married, this is how your marriage is going to be great. It's you and me, no matter what. If you're in a struggling marriage, this is how your marriage makes it. You and me, no matter what, we're not going to get played anymore. I'm done being played. Let's recognize what's really happening here and let's stand together as one, knowing this is spiritual. It's you and me, no matter what. If you have a great marriage, this is how your marriage gets even better. It's you and me, still, no matter what. A few uh, years ago, my wife Donna wrote me a note, and I didn't know she had written me the note because I, she didn't like hand it to me. She, she wrote it, and she hid it in my papers and stuff on my desk. And so I was going through my papers one Monday, Monday morning, and I found this. And it's so impactful and was so encouraging, I, I put it up on my bulletin board. And it's been up there for about three years, I think. And so I decided to share it with you. And, and I share it with you because when she wrote this, she didn't know I would ever do this. And it's kind of a little embarrassing, you know, like, oh, I didn't know you were going to say that kind of thing. But it's, it's awesome. And, and it's really at the heart of what we're talking about. So let me show you a picture. Picture time. Let me read it to you. Top left. People come and go. Churches come and go. Health comes and goes. Top right. Children are born, grow up, and leave. It's you and me, babe, through thick and thin. I believe in you. Isn't that awesome? She wrote that to me during a time in, uh, in our marriage when I can remember what was going on. I can remember some of the things we had just come through and how challenging it was. And she just wanted to remind me, hey, babe, it's me and you. We can't. It was me and you. Before all this stuff, before all this stuff that's wearing us out, before all this stuff that's about to, that Satan's trying to use to take us down, before all this happened, it was me and you. Remember, babe, it's me and you. Today, tomorrow, forever. Man, that's so encouraging. After I read that a couple of times, you better not mess with me. <laughs> it's like spinach to Popeye, man. I'm like, Come on, let's do this. Right? In spite all of the reasons that you will have, to call it quits. And we've had reasons. We've had opportunities that a lot of people call it quits over. And maybe you're contemplating calling it quits in spite of all of that. In all of those reasons, you can look at each other and say, hey, we're getting played. This is spiritual. So we're going to make a decision. It is you and me, no matter what. No matter what happened in the past, no matter what's happening in the present, no matter what's happening in the future, no matter what comes our way, it is you and me no matter what. Now, about the time you say that, here's what Satan does. Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. It's game on. But the alternative is not an option. You want a great marriage, then it's you and me no matter what, knowing that it's going to be spiritual. And that's what unconditional love is, by the way. Unconditional love. Because, see, falling in love and loving are two different things, right? Falling in love is completely different than loving. Falling in love is like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> or like, mm, look at that guy. 
you know, that's falling in love. Falling in love is they can do no wrong. Yes, and I, I know mom, I realize that, but he's perfect for me. Yes, I realize that, dad, but she's, she's the one. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's great. That's all wonderful. That's falling in love. Loving is different than falling in love. Loving is, is you and me, no matter what. That's unconditional love. No matter what, it's unconditional. And, by the way, if you have kids, that's what your kids need to see, is a real clear picture of it's you and me, no matter what. No matter what, no matter what. Because they're going to see, they have a front row seat to all of the, all of the things that you're going to have reason to, to call it quits over. They're going to have a front row seat. So show them. Show them what it looks like. You won't show them a perfect marriage because there are no perfect marriages. You won't show them a perfect husband and a perfect you know, wife because those people don't exist. You will show them. It's you and me. Me and your mom. Me and your dad. No matter what. In spite of all the reasons. Which is what's interesting, what divorce is really about. You know what divorce is really about? Again, I'm not adding shame or, or blame to anybody in the past. I want to help you from this point on. You know what divorce is really about? It's about when you've identified a level that you're choosing to not love through anymore. You've just, chose, you've just identified a level that you're not willing to love through. Now that sounds a little bit harsh, but it's true. You've identified a level that you're not willing to stand together as one through. Because see, loving is a whole lot different than the falling in love days. It's unconditional. It's what your kids need to see. And it's really about being a team, guys. It's really about being on the same page, being a team. I, I wish I had a nickel for all the times through the years. Donna has been so great at reminding me of that through the years. Because when I get really stressed out, um, I, I kind of cave in and close in and wall up. When I get really stressed out, I usually don't freak out. I mean, I've had my moments, but usually when I get stressed out and really overwhelmed, I kind of cave in a little bit, right, and get real quiet kind of, kind of stuff. And, and if I, I, through the years, I can remember coming home and like, you know, this is going on at church, and this person said this, and then they did this, and I don't understand, and what's going on? And, and, and I just kind of wall myself off, and I can remember time after time through the years, Donna kind of looking at me and saying, hey, hey, we're on the same team. Don't shut me out. We're on the same team. Don't attack me. We're on the same team. Don't fight me. Let's fight together for each other. Those are great reminders because that's what this is. No matter what kind of love, you're, you're a team. You need to see yourself as a team, which means you share everything, good and bad. You share all the responsibility and all the fault. You're a team. You share all the wins and all the losses. You're a team. You share all the problems and all the solutions. You're a team. I want to help you right now. I want you to listen very carefully. Okay? If you're married, you're about to be married, young, old, I want to help you with something. Listen very carefully. What being a team and you and me together, no matter what, we're standing together, no matter what, means practically is that there is no more he and she. There is only we. There is only we. I hear it all the time. Well, let me tell you what my husband did. Let me tell you what my, my wife did. Me, 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 There's no more he, there's no more she. There's a we. If he's late, we're late.
If she did something dumb, we did something dumb. If he has a problem, we have a problem. If she's done something great, we've done something great together. You say, well, there's no more individual responsibility. Yes, there's individual responsibility. You may have to get in the back room somewhere and hash out some stuff and say, I can't believe you made a slate. Right? You walk, out, you walk out together as a united front. You are a team. You deal with reality, yes, but you are a team. No more he and she. It is we. Okay, now that was free. I didn't write that in my notes or anywhere like that. So you just know that. Okay? It's beautiful to see it happen. Isn't it beautiful to watch an elderly couple or a couple that's been married for decades? Isn't it beautiful to watch them do this, you and me, no matter what? kind of thing. They're standing together and they've stood together as one through so much of life. Isn't that beautiful to watch? It's, it's awesome. Now I'll tell you what's not beautiful to watch is to watch that old couple try to kiss. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Yeah, because it's like, you know, the lips are real tight and it's, they're moving in and trying to find. He goes that way, she goes this way and it's like to the left, 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 right, right. Sometime when Don and I, I kiss, I, I'll tighten my lips real tight like this and come in. You're just practicing, you know, for 30 years from now. She hates that. Evidently, it's not romantic, but <laughs> never stop me. <laughs> now, I know I just offended a bunch of old people. That's all right. I'm on my way, and it's beautiful. Yes, it's all beautiful. Thank you. By the way, um, if you've been married for a long time, listen very carefully. Young marriages need your encouragement. Young couples need you. Don't tap out. Okay? You may be retiring from your job, but don't retire relationship-wise. Okay? You have something to give. You have something to offer. You have mentoring that we need. You've made it down a road that many people are looking ahead to. Tell us how you did it. Encourage and empower the younger generation behind you. Standing together is one. It's spiritual. So it's you and me no matter what. In 1519, Cortez and his men set sail to Veracruz on their way to conquer and claim all of Mexico for Spain. So the story is told that as Cortez and his men landed in Veracruz in 1519 and they went ashore, that his men quickly became rattled with fear. So much fear, so much despair, that they decided that they wanted to leave. They wanted to retreat. They, they wanted to say, okay, no, 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 this is not, not going to work. This is not, no, no I, it's not something I want to be a part of. And so the story is told that Cortez, in response to the fear of his men, he had the ships burned. He burned the ships. Ain't nobody going anywhere. We are here to stay, no matter what. That is a powerful picture for what marriages need. Are you listening to me? It does not matter what's happened in the past. It does not matter what's happening right now. It does not matter what may happen in the future. All of that is significant, yes. All of that can and should be worked through, yes. But you need to decide right now to burn the ships on your marriage. Just burn them. 
It is you and me no matter what. We're going to stand together. And we know, we're going to know right now this is spiritual. We're not going to get played. And every time it looks like we're getting played, we're going to call a timeout. And we're going to have a little chat here. And we're going to come together, stand together as one. Knowing this is spiritual. Knowing that you're not my real enemy. And you're not my real enemy. We have a real enemy. And it is Satan. And he's trying to take us down. He's trying to use money and job and the kids and circumstances and our feelings. He's trying to use all these things to take us down, but we're going to stand together as one, knowing this is spiritual. You and me, babe, no matter what, burn the ships. I want to pray for you right now that you would make that decision to burn the ships on your marriage. Your Father, thank you for such a powerfully clear illustration of what commitment in marriage is like and 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 such a bold description of who our real enemy is may we know that our marriage our relationships are spiritual that it is not just about husband and wife and wife and husband this is this involves you this involves satan so god help us to decide to not get played but to stand together and for us to adapt the idea, the attitude that it is you and me, me and you, no matter what. I I don't know what's going on in marriages in this room and people watching online and our other locations. I have absolutely no idea the level of hurt that people are experiencing, the level of frustration, the fear, but I know it's here. Because I know Satan is at work, and he's trying to take marriages down one by one. And I know that sounds freaky, and it is overwhelming, but God, help us to not be fearful. Help us to just be aware, and to lean into you, and to lean into each other, and have such a grit and a determination to do this thing, no matter what, that we burn the ships. And we're not going to quit, and we're not going to give up, and we're going to stand together as one. I pray this for the marriages in this room in the name of Jesus and for the marriages online and everywhere. Anybody who's going to listen to this in Jesus' name, amen.